You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Father, we just thank you. I glorify you, Holy Spirit. Once again, without you, I'm nothing. Without you, I can do nothing. Without you, I have nothing. Nothing to offer. But I just bring myself under your mighty hands tonight. I receive grace. Lord God, possess this lips of clay and speak to your people. Unfold, unveil, and reveal your counsel in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. We've been doing this series on dreams. I felt it necessary to teach on this because it's one of the signs of the last days. It's one of the signs of the last days. According to Joel chapter 2 verse 28, one of the things that is going to happen is that God is going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. There will be a lot of visions and dreams. Okay? There are going to be other manifestations, manifestations of power. There's going to be manifestations of glory. There's going to be unusual manifestations. And I believe that we are on the verge of experiencing things that this nation has never experienced. Do you understand me? And I'm not joking about it. I mean it. I mean what I'm saying. Some of you are going to walk in things that people have only dreamt about. I'm telling you. Yeah. You're going to walk in things that even the great heroes of faith did not experience. You will experience these things. You will walk in these things. You will walk in manifestations that even people like um, um, John G. Lake, who was on this, ne- on this soil, did not walk in. You are going to walk in these things. All right. So that's why it's important for us to understand this language because this language is one of the keys that God is going to use to unlock certain things in your life. There are some dimensions that will be unlocked in your life. I am amazed and surprised the more I read the Bible, the more I see that there is just too much about this that is not being talked about. And I'm saying to myself, Lord, my God, why haven't I addressed these things? But I believe that now is the time. This is the right time. So God speaks in many ways. God is not like some of us that only speak one language or only two languages. Or some at most, eleven Yes? How many people speak 11 languages? Let me see. Oh, my word. Incredible. That means your brain is amazing. It's been stretched and stretched in different directions. And that's good. But I have news for you. God does not only speak one language. First of all, God speaks all human languages because they came from Him. All right? And then he has his own spiritual language. 
when you speak in tongues, you are speaking the language of God, for instance. There's the tongues of angels and there's tongues of men. But dreams and visions is part of God's language. Alright? So you need to learn that language. Don't put it aside. It's interesting because I know some people believe that, look, we shouldn't deal with this kind of things. Why? Because they don't understand the subject of dreams. So they feel that if you have a dream and you don't understand it, just throw it away. Now, if you said that kind of, if you gave that kind of counsel to Nebuchadnezzar, you will lose your head. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you imagine if those his um, wise men and magicians said to him, King, just forget this dream. This dream is senseless. The head would have gone. So when somebody talks like that, it's because he does not understand. So I don't judge them, but I just know that it's because they don't understand. Just like the guy that spoke in tongues in a, in a meeting in America years ago, many years ago, and he was just clicking, 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 and people told him, sit down. And he would stand up and click and click and click and click, and they say, sit down, that's not tongues. You know? Why? It didn't sound like all the other ones. So what happens? Somebody now walks up to the front. Excuse me, can I say something? I used to be a missionary in South Africa. This is the closer language. So, they said, what? You mean this is a language? That guy had been praying, asking God for guidance for a long time. And that tongue was directed at that man. So, that man understood what was being said. To him, it was an answer to prayer. To others, it was senseless. So the fact that you don't understand something does not mean it's senseless. It just means you don't have enough sense. <laughs> Are you getting me? Yeah. So if you don't understand, just keep quiet and listen. Right? Acquire some sense. Acquire some understanding. Acquire some wisdom. So let's go to our text in Job, chapter 33. From verse 14 he says, For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man 
He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. I'll stop there. Tonight, I want to share on what I call dreams of divine intervention. Okay? Dreams of divine intervention. So, by saying dreams of in divine intervention, these are dreams that God sends, not necessarily to you, but He sends these dreams on your behalf to others. Glory to God. How many people want God to, to give that their boss a dream? Come on. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you need that. I'm telling you, we're going to pray for those kind of dreams. Those kind of dreams are necessary. Glory to God. We're going to pray for God to give your spouse a dream. That person that is supposed to be your spouse that we cannot find. God knows where they are. He will locate them by a dream in the night. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. May God locate them wherever they are and bring them by dream. Thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Those are dreams of divine intervention. You've done everything and you are, it's now, it's beyond your power. Do you understand me? It's beyond your power, but it's not beyond God's power. It's not beyond God's power. So may God begin to release dreams of divine intervention on your behalf. There are people that are supposed to be a blessing to you and they have not obeyed God. May God give them dreams. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I have experienced these things I'm sharing with you several times where God will speak to people in dreams and they will wake up and do things that will surprise me. And say, why are you doing this? I had a dream. Glory to God. So I'm believing God that God is going to begin to give people dreams on your behalf. To intervene in your affairs. To bring about certain manifestations. To speed up certain answers to prayers. There are some prayers that just require one dream and it will be answered. The gap between you and the answer to that prayer might just be one dream. So we release those dreams tonight. I release them over your life. In the name of Jesus. May they be released. May God use dreams to bring key people into your life. Maybe they are not there, but they are supposed to be there. By dream. God will direct them into your life. Amen. Hallelujah. We pray for these things. We declare these things. Amen. These are dreams, very interesting dreams that God can use to do 
mighty wonders in your life. And I'm trusting God for that. Let's go to the book of Genesis. Let's look at Genesis chapter 20. There's a, there's a case here that you are familiar with. Well, I hope. Verse 2, I read from verse 2. It says, Now Abraham said to Sarah, his wife, you know, they had journeyed, they had come to Gera, and uh, he knew that in that place, part of what happens is that if you have a beautiful wife, they will kill you and take your wife. So Abraham says to you need to thank God you're not living in those days. Some of you <laughs> would have been dead a long time. <laughs> There's no ugly wife. <laughs> no, there isn't. Yeah, I'm telling you. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Hallelujah. That's why you see, there's all first ladies are beautiful. Why, why do you think? Maybe, maybe it's just because you are poor, that's why. <laughs> but when money comes, people just look nice. <laughs> come on, can we be real? Yeah. Most important thing is the beautiful character. Yeah. When if, 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 if there are people that look beautiful on the outside, inside they are, I may not say. <laughs> so, here we see that Abraham said to Sarah, his wife, huh? said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, the king of Gera, sent and took her. You see? <laughs> okay. She's your sister. Both of them agreed that I will say, you are my sister. And you say, I'm your brother. Huh? And so, this man has his wife and he has a whole lot of concubines and he's not satisfied now he sees sarah who has the glory of god on her you know the glory of god makes you more attractive yeah so he wants her for himself and uh, he takes her then verse verse three he says but god came to abimelech in a dream by night come on that's how God is going to come to somebody on your behalf. In a dream by night. <laughs> yes. And said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man. Because of the woman whom you have taken. 
for she is a man's wife. That's God himself talking. Listen, Abraham had no power over this. Alright? This was beyond him. Sarah had no choice in this matter. It was beyond her. But God. Say, but God. God. Yeah. So, that situation where you have no power. Come on. Where you have no power. Don't think there is no solution. Don't think that there is no answer. God himself is able to intervene. God is able to intervene on your behalf. God says to him, you are a dead man. Now, if God tells you you are a dead man, who can help you? Who can help you if God tells you you are a dead man? Nobody can help. Yeah? But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? So you see that it was not only Abimelech that was going to be killed. His entire nation was going to be wiped out. That's God's style of doing things. Will you destroy a righteous nation? He says, did he not say to me, she is my sister? And she even herself said, he's my brother. In the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands, I have done this. He's pleading his case. That's how people will plead their case when God comes to them on your behalf. They'll have to, they'll have to plead. Otherwise, they're finished. I'm sure Abraham was just there. Oh God, my God. Okay, now that you've spared my life, <laughs> what do I do? My wife is gone. Maybe they've just gave him an apartment somewhere in town. Just for being the brother. <laughs> gave him a little bit of lobola. and God said to him in a dream yes I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart for I also withheld you from sinning against me therefore I did not let you touch her God saw his heart God saw the integrity of his heart. And the integrity of his heart was why God did not just kill him. Do you understand? So God is saying, yes, I agree. You have a heart of integrity. You have integrity of heart. That is why I'm giving you the opportunity to make the wrong right. So that's how God is going to intervene on your behalf and compel some people to make that wrong right. It can happen in a dream. You just wake up that person that hates you and has been plotting how to take you out. 
all of a sudden becomes your greatest champion and becomes your best friend. And he's like, what happened? God has visited. Just one visit is enough to change the story of your life. Are you following me? So God now says, he says to him, Now therefore restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, and all who are yours. You see why some people die before their time? Huh? Some people die before their time because they touch some people that they're not supposed to touch. I'm telling you the truth. Not everybody is touchable. Hello? Did you hear me? Not everybody is touchable. I don't know about you, but I know I am untouchable. Yeah. If anybody wants to be, if anybody wants to prosper, he should just be my friend. Because if he comes against me, what is going to face him, he cannot handle. Glory to God. So I advise people, don't be on the other side. Just be on my side and everything will be fine with you. Glory to God. You might not like how I look. You might not like how I smile. You might not like how I talk. You might not like any. Just be, just put, deal with that and then be on my side. And you'll be fine. But if you put yourself on the other side, oh, Kobadaha. I'll have to be praying, God, have mercy. There are people I've been praying mercy for. Lord, have mercy. Huh? Somebody said to me, Eric, you killed him. I said, I didn't. I didn't. Honestly, I didn't even pray for God to kill him. He just died. I don't pray for God to kill people. But I advise people not to be on the wrong side. Do you understand? So, uh, there are people... You need to walk with God to a point where God will fight for you. There is a way you will walk with God that anybody that comes against you will be visited by God. It doesn't do it for everybody. Are you following me? Yeah, you have to walk with Him. You have to be upright with Him. You have to walk with Him and He is going to fight your battles. So there are dreams of divine intervention. It wasn't Abraham that got this dream. No, it's the person concerned that got the dream. So these dreams I'm talking about is dreams that other people get concerning you. Amen? Wouldn't it be great? Somebody just has a dream and God says, you need to sign over this company to this person. Somebody miss a good place to say amen. (laughs) 
Yeah, God does things like that, I'm telling you. Yeah. So, God intervened. And because of that, Abimelech rose early in the morning, called all his servants, and told all these things in their hearing. And the men were very much afraid. Who will not be afraid? I can even imagine how God came. God didn't camouflage. He didn't, you know, try to hide. He probably came with, his, with the intensity of his glory. His fiery presence. You are dead man. And the guy will be quaking, quaking, trembling. All his men were trembling. Hmm? And Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? How have we offended you that you have brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? Huh? You have done deeds to me that ought not to be done. And to cut the long story short, Abraham prayed for him. And after that, Abimelech sent him away. But he didn't just send him with his wife. Lots of goodies. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lots of gold. Silver. Cattle. I mean, he came out blessed. You see, the, God says, restore to him. He, he uses the word, God says, therefore restore. The Bible says, when a thief is caught, he will do what? How many times? Sevenfold. Restore sevenfold. So God, when God visits people on your behalf to restore, Kolabaha, I am telling you, it's going to be hectic. Because it will come in sevenfold. Sevenfold. Some of you have been robbed. Some of you, you, you know, the enemy has stolen from you. He has used some people to steal from you. It's time for visitation. Amen. That God will visit them and compel them Amen. to restore with interest. Amen. Sevenfold interest. Glory to God. You can't beat that. Because it's a matter of life and death. If they don't obey God, then they are finished. And these kind of people, they love life. They don't want to commit suicide. They want to live long. So, that's what is going to happen for somebody. Amen? Amen. Let me show you another intervention of God. How God intervened. Look at Genesis chapter 31. I'll read from verse 22. It says, And Laban was told on the third day that Jacob had fled. Then he took his brethren with him and pursued him for seven, day, for seven days' journey. And he overtook him in the mountains of Gilead. Somebody say, but God. Can you see? That, 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 that's that, but God again. Hmm? He pursues him. I mean, this is somebody that has served him. Right? I mean, he has cheated this guy. We talked about that last week. Reduce his wages ten times. All right? This guy, in spite of all of that, God gave Jacob a strategy that 
caused him to prosper. In the house and under the roof, under the authority, under the leadership of a crook. I mean, a bigger crook. You know, Jacob means trickster. All right? He tricked his brother. Now he meets a bigger crook. A bigger trickster. A senior trickster. An advanced Yeah. So this guy knows how to manipulate things. He knows how to manipulate the markets. He knows how to manipulate the, the share price. He knows how to manipulate everything to favor him. He has mastered the whole system. Hmm? And now, in the midst of all of that, God still prospers Jacob. And Jacob decides to leave. And the guy realizes, my prosperity is going. Because God prospered him because of Jacob. Now Jacob is leaving. You know, it's like you go into this company, it was nothing. When you get there, all of a sudden, things start happening. Come on, how many people can relate with that? You just bring your, your presence alone. It's a grace you bring that opens the doors. And things begin to happen. Then you want to leave. Ah, it's a problem. You can't leave. They don't want to change the conditions, but they don't want you to leave. Hmm? So, the Bible says, But God had come to Lebanon, the Syrian, in a what? In a dream by night, and said to him, Be careful what you speak to Jacob. Neither good nor bad. So, in other words, God already saw his heart, what he was preparing. He had already cooked up a strategy. It's just for him to open his mouth and speak. And Jacob will come back. God said, be careful. Say divine intervention. Jacob didn't even know what was happening. You know, when God is intervening for you, you don't need to know that he's doing it. Do you understand? Like in the case of Abraham, did he know that God was going to Abimelech? Did God stop by to tell him, I'm going to, to sort this matter for you? No, no, no. God, he doesn't need to do that. He just does it because of your relationship with him. So he goes here and he says to um, he says to Laban, <laughs> just be careful what you say to him. Don't, don't, even if it's a good thing, don't say it. If it's a bad thing, don't say it. Because God knows his motive. God knows his motive. Because if he can use the good to trap Jacob, and he can use the bad to trap Jacob. So God says, don't, just be careful. Be careful. All right. So look at, let's look at, let's jump to, let's skip to verse 29. Now when, when Laban had gotten there, he says, he says to, God says don't speak, but he's speaking. <laughs> he says, it is in my power to do you harm. Huh? But the God, can you see, but God again. 
But the God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful that you speak to Jacob, neither good nor bad. That's how God is going to intervene for someone. When they are plotting, they are plotting, they are scheming, you know, they, they've conspired, they've perfected the plan. The night before, God just visits and says, be careful. Don't even say. <laughs> How many people know that that changed Laban's heart? Because he had already left seven days journey. So God didn't God didn't speak to him before he left. God spoke to him the day before he arrived. He was on a journey with his, you know, with his own people. Ha. So that's how God will intervene for somebody. I'm telling you, many things happen in dreams. Many things. Many things happen in dreams. Like I said to you, if it can happen in the physical, it can happen in the dream. If it can happen in the spiritual, it's happening in the dream as well. If God can speak to you while you are conscious, he can also speak to you while you are sleeping. Okay? If he can speak to somebody while he's awake, he can also speak to him while he's sleeping on your behalf. So divine interventions, these are dreams, dreams that God gives to other people on your behalf. Amen? Amen. Look at Matthew. Let's go to the book of Matthew. You remember the story. After Mary conceived, he says in verse chapter 1 of Matthew, verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, Huh? and not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Just, just put her away. What kind of nonsense is this? You, you just come and tell me, Holy Spirit <laughs> impregnated you. <laughs> what is that? Where has that happened before? Was I born yesterday? Huh? So the guy said, let's, let's not argue about this matter. Okay? I won't tell anybody. But just go with your baby. I'm not part of this arrangement. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not part of this arrangement. But while he thought about these things, huh? 
Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him. Where? In a dream. Hallelujah. Saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So what she told you is true. She's not lying. She, she's not promiscuous. She did not fabricate this thing. This is exactly what happened. That's a divine intervention. Divine intervention. Hallelujah. I had a vision of divine intervention when, when I was praying about marriage. I had a vision of divine intervention because I was going to go to somebody else. But God saved me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I had prepared myself. Fasted for three days. For three days and three nights. No food, no water. For a wife, yes. The Bible says he that finds a wife finds a good thing. Good things are not easy to come by. I'm telling you. They're not easy to... You don't find good things just anywhere. How many of you have stumbled over some diamonds or gold? <laughs> just... You just walked out and you just saw it. I drove across Botswana. I didn't even see one diamond. Huh? Move around Ghana. I didn't see gold. Even here, I've seen dumps. I didn't see anything. <laughs> huh? we, are, we, 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 we are in the city of gold. Uh, have you seen the gold? <laughs> so it takes effort to find. Glory to God. I'm just sorry for some men that I can't find here. It's... God opened their eyes. Give them a dream. In the name of Jesus. Give them a dream. Dreams are powerful. So God used a dream to stop Joseph from breaking up with Mary. So God will use a dream to stop someone from breaking that relationship. May God use a dream. If God can use a dream to stop a relationship from breaking, He can use a dream to initiate a relationship. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting in our story. We, we have a very interesting story because... There was somebody else. There's a friend of mine who wanted to marry my wife. Can you imagine? <laughs> this guy is... Yeah. Can you imagine such a thing? Yeah. 
So do you know what? God gave him a dream. God gave him a dream. And he came and shared the dream with me. Yeah. He came and shared the dream with me. <laughs> so these things I'm telling you are real. Tell you personal experiences. I have many of these experiences. God visits people on my behalf. And may he begin to do that for you as well. Glory to God. I mean, this guy comes to me and he's telling me. And I just knew this is God. This is God. And of course, he lost out. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. When they want to give the, that contract to somebody, they just get a dream. And I say, eh, don't even try it. This is where it should go. Right? Or they want to give that job to somebody else. They just have a dream. May this realm open to you in the name of Jesus. Let it open up. Um, and people, you, 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 when the Bible says, if a man's ways are pleasing to God, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. How do you think he does it? Some of them will require a dream to become your friends. Even though they are sworn enemies. Father, I just pray that you will activate this in our midst. Everyone here, everyone under the sound of my voice. Mighty God, let this dimension open for them. Let it open for them. In the name of Jesus. Let it open, O oh God. Mighty God. I thank you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. So God can use dreams. Let's look at... Let's look at... Um, Judges, chapter 7. My Lord. Is God speaking to you? This dimension is opening to you uh, and to your household. I declare it over your life and over your household. This is going to be your, your normal experience from this day going forward. Strangely, strange things will begin to happen from people you didn't expect. Strange experiences of favor will begin to happen from quarters you never expected. Because many people will be visited on your behalf in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. God called this man Gideon. And God chose him to, dis, to, to, to deliver his nation from the Midianites. And God has been, 
he has had an encounter with the, with the angel of God. And, you know, he's been empowered by that encounter, by that visitation. But now it's almost time for war. And, you know, it's like, can I do it? Can I not? You know, it still comes sometimes. Even if God has spoken to you, even if God has revealed himself to you, there are times, there are moments of weakness where the enemy comes and he brings doubt. He brings, you know, he, he tries to, to, to weaken your faith so that you don't go through with God. And that was Gideon's experience. Hey, from 300,000 soldiers, God reduces them to 300. That is only God that, <laughs> that can do things like that. I mean, they are going to fight millions of people. Huh? And they're just... I mean, when there were 300,000, there were few. Okay? There were few. God, God now reduces it to 300. You say, these are the ones I'm going to use to deliver um, Israel from the Midianites. Those of you that think that God only moves with numbers. No, not necessarily. As a matter of fact, majority tend always to be wrong. In God's scheme of things. You see that with the ten spies that, that you know, came up with a with a wrong report, bad report, evil report, in fact. That's the way God called it. Yeah. On only two, Caleb and Joshua. Yeah. So, God saves with a few. All right? Verse 7, the Lord said to Gideon, By the 300 men who lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. All right. So God takes them to the river, says, uh, God says to, to, to um, Gideon, take them to the river. Let me test them for you. All right. If you read verse 4, he says that. I will test them for you. That's how God will test some people for you. May God test some people for you. So sometimes we go through certain things. Even this church is going through certain things. We're, going, we're in a transition phase. People are being tested in the midst of all of this. I'm telling you. God is testing people. May you pass that test for the next level. Glory to God. So Gideon, so God now says to him, look at verse 11. Uh, okay, verse 10, he says, But if you are afraid to go, uh, to go down, this is God speaking to Gideon, go down to the camp with Pura, your servant, and you shall hear what they shall say. And afterward, your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Then he went down with Pura, his servant, to the outpost of the 
armed men who were in the camp. This is the camp of the enemy. At night, he goes there. Right? Now, the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the people of the east were lying in the valley as numerous as locusts. And their camels were without number as the sand by the seashore in multitude. And when Gideon had come, had come there, uh, had come, there was a man telling a dream to his companion. Come on. There was a man telling a dream to his companion. He said, I have had a dream. To my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. It came to the tent and struck it so that it fell and overturned and the tent collapsed. Then his companion answered and said, This is nothing else but the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel, into whose hand God has delivered the Midian, uh, delivered Midian and the whole camp. And so it was when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation, he worshipped and returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian into your hand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So God's intervention, because Gideon, his faith was shaking. Fear has come in because he's walking by sight now. He's looking at the numbers, 300 men. How are we going to go against these mighty armies that have come together against us? And God can see that the kind of faith in this guy's heart, if I don't intervene, the enemy will destroy them. So God's intervention was to give the enemy a dream. May God give our enemies dreams in the name of Jesus. He gives the enemy a dream. Not Gideon. The question is, why didn't God just give Gideon the dream? Because God knew that the dream in the heart of Gideon will not have the kind of impact it will have in the heart of the enemy. Hallelujah. So God's intervention was to give the enemy a dream. Enemies, receive dreams. In the name of Jesus, from tonight, every enemy of God's people, receive dreams. I release dreams. Let the heavens open. Let dreams fall upon you to weaken you in the name of Jesus and to strengthen God's people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, these are some of the strategies that God is going to be using in these last days. To, to work some amazing, powerful, miraculous breakthroughs. People will just all of a sudden, strong people become weak. Just by dream. God has a way of weakening the enemy. I pray for that. 
Come on, let's just begin to pray. Time is gone. Let's pray. Come on. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. A dream of divine intervention. My Lord, let there be divine interventions. My Lord and my God, in this house, let it flow like never before. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I release that over this house. I release that over every home here. In the name of Jesus. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, dreams of divine intervention, dreams of divine intervention, let them flow in this house, my Lord and my God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, whether it's in the, in the family, whether it's in, in the office, Oh my God, let there be dreams of divine intervention. In the name of Jesus. My Lord and my God, I release his dreams in this house. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. <laughs> yes, my Lord, my Lord and my God, in whatever way, my Lord, that there's need for intervention, Whatever area in their lives, oh God, in their families, oh God, Lord, visit those people. Visit the people concerned in the name of Jesus. Lord, everybody in this house who has been under any kind of harassment, my Lord and my God, I ask, oh Father, that as you did for Abraham, as you did for Jacob, as you did for Mary, my Lord and my God, as you did for Gideon, you will do it for these ones in the name of Jesus. A dream that will rescue them from the pit. A dream that will rescue them from the traps of the enemy. A dream that will rescue them, O oh Father, from the plots of men. A dream that will rescue them, O oh Father, from destruction. In the name of Jesus, my Lord and my God, a dream that will restore sevenfold, sevenfold, all that they have lost. Let it be restored in the name of Jesus. Let it be restored in the name of Jesus. Mighty God, I bless your name. I bless your name. I give you glory. I give you praise. Blessed be the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands. Lord, I declare. Visitations. On the behalf of your people. Lord, I ask that you will scan through this house. Everyone that is in need. Of a dream of divine intervention. Let them receive. Right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Begin to give people dreams concerning them. Begin to speak to people. In the name of Jesus. Just like you spoke. Just like you spoke to Laban. You spoke to Pilate's wife in a dream concerning Jesus. My Lord, speak to people concerning these ones in a dream. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I ask for strength to be imparted to your people. Impart strength. I speak strength to the weak. I speak strength to their faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I bless your name. And I give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Glory to God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.